is right ladies and gentlemen the epl boys are back with a brand new freshly baked right out of the oven episode ready to get your hands on as always my name is matt followed up with and never alone because i have my buddy jd on the other side of the interwebs ready to talk about some sweet sweet english premier league jd how are you my guy i am good matt um hope Glad. Well, now when you're listening to this, it's Friday. So happy that it's Friday. It's really Thursday night. So I still got one more work day, but I'm excited for a fun-filled weekend. What are you doing this weekend, Matt? Other than watching Premier League? Uh, so uh, yes, honestly, the past couple of weekends I've been out and about watching from my phone or getting updates or like shit like that. So this is actually the first weekend in a very long time. I'm actually able to wake up early, brew a cup of coffee, and just sit my ass on the couch and just watch Premier League soccer. But You don't drink beer in the morning watching the, the Premier League? Only on away days. We've gone over this. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, this seems to be the beginning of the Christmas party season. So not only do I have a Christmas party on Friday night, I have a Christmas party on Saturday night, and then I have a country music concert my wife wants me to go to on Sunday. So I am that gonna, sounds awful. I am going to be packed wall to wall, but the nice thing is, is I don't have to do any of those things until after the final kickoff. Also, there is some MLS playoff action, but I'll let JD talk about what he's doing on Sunday. Well, yeah, on Sunday, the Philadelphia Union take on New York City FC. And uh, Matt is going to be a huge Philadelphia Union fan on Sunday. Um, founding member. I don't, I don't know when the... Founding member. Yeah, founding, he's, uh, he's now capoing uh, the sons of Ben. Catch, um, catch me in the... I hope yeah. any Red Bull supporters listening to this uh, hear that. I don't and even, I uh, don't he's going to be dripped down head to toe in, in Union gear. He told me right before this, he, he said he was going to wear a scarf, he was going to wear yep, a shirt. yep. Yep, I'm. I'm. Gonna be, I'm, be, I'm be even, the biggest fan. I mean, not only am I going to paint my face, I'm going to probably paint my testicles too. Um, you know, anything to not have City win. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, really quickly before we start this episode, uh, we are running into some internet issues at the beginning of this episode. So bear with us if there's a one to two minute delay, or for some odd reason there's some like little. Oh, it thing. wouldn't be yeah. that long. But if anything, it hey, wouldn't be that long. It, it might be like five seconds. If anything, bear with us. If something's coming out, if something's delayed, we're gonna do our best to run through this. And of course, you know, in a day where we need to run through an episode, not only do we have game reviews, we have some game previews. So JD, let's kick it off right from the top. We're looking at Tuesday afternoon, well, Tuesday night from England if you're listening from over there. Newcastle 1 Probably Norwich. Not. Hey, hey, as of Spotify's recent thing, we are being streamed in multiple countries. So, if you are listening to us from somewhere <laughs> not in the United States of America, please reach out on our social media. I want to give you guys the biggest shout out. Um, Newcastle won, Norwich won, an early, early 
red card from Clark. And honestly, uh, JD, the, the, the red card, uh, my God, the most red of red cards. It, you just I didn't see it. Oh, I missed he, it. So he let, it was an error pass. Timo Puki got behind the last defender and the defender just ran up and just pulled him down like oh wow it was okay. yeah it was pretty blatant it, yeah it was oh it was oh the, probably the reddest instant red card you've ever seen in your entire life but a callum wilson penalty gave newcastle hope and then timo pookie give and timo pookie take away a beautiful beautiful finish from timo pookie sees this game finish one one jd this game was a battle of two relegation sides, and it kind of looked like it. Yeah, this game this game meant nothing, and it, it meant nothing going into it, and it, and it means even less afterwards. 1-1 against two sides that are definitely getting relegated. I, I mean, all I can say is good for Timu Puki. He needed that. He needed a goal. And it was a, good, it was a really good goal at that. I, I turned this game on about halfway through, so I missed the red card, but I, I did see the second half, so I saw both goals. I, I have nothing to say. I, these teams just fucking suck. Like, it, it, it was, it was this, in, in the league, they call it the Sacco Trophy. You know, that, that's, that's what they just tied over, the Sacco. I do want to bring one thing up in particular. Since... Since Dean Smith has been appointed as the Norwich manager, I don't believe they've lost yet. They've won a couple and they've drawn a couple. So for me, if you're Norwich, this is a ma another massive result. You went from threatening Derby County's record at one point at the beginning of the season to, hey, if a couple things bounce in your direction, Norwich might actually have what it takes right now to fight to get out of that relegation battle. They just have to stay in it, and with results like this, this is good. Um, to flip it on the other side, Newcastle, the early red card absolutely kills you. And I I'm sorry, I'm not seeing any difference from, you know, what, you know, your former manager has done to what Eddie Howe is doing now. Uh, it just looks like the same thing. You're basically playing a 4-4-2. You're playing extremely compact. You're not really pushing forward that much. It's just, I don't know. I, I expected when you when you when Eddie Howe came in, I expected him to maybe try to just you know try some different stuff. What's the worst? Do thing something. Yeah. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You can't come in further than last place. But uh, again. JD, you've made it very, very clear before we move on, before, you know, you've made it clear. Who's going to want to come to Newcastle who are sitting in 20th? You know? Well, it's going to set them back three years. It's absolutely crazy. So, I mean, honestly, Norwich City, I think it was a well-earned point for you guys. Newcastle, again, it's a good point, but you have a one nothing lead at home. I get it, you're a man down, but man, you got to find a way to close that out. Because if you could have found a way to win this game even after giving up the red card, that would sky's the limit for to see Newcastle getting out of that position. On to the second Tuesday game. Leeds won, Crystal Palace nothing. I mean, this literally, like, this game was absolutely nothing up until <laughs> the 90-plus minute penalty given up by Crystal Palace off of a—it's a good call— it was a good call handball, arm flailing from a defender coming in off of a cross, clear contact. 
arm in an unnatural position and Rafinha in the 93rd minute that's a cool calm finish as you like JD you backed Leeds going in but if you're Leeds this is still not good enough in my opinion no, it's not. And uh, honestly, this season, the only thing I'm watching Leeds for is is how good Rafinha is because if he just stays consistent and, and stays fit, he's got a huge move ahead of him this summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's that's really all I'm thinking about with Leeds because they're still without – no, I think they're still without Patrick Bamford, yeah, right? He's still yeah, I, yeah, I don't believe he was in the lineup. Yeah. Though, um, was he on the bench? No, he was. Yeah, he must still be injured. Um. I should probably know that. I'm a huge Pat- Patrick Bamford fan. But, uh, yeah, I, without without Patrick Bamford, you really don't have anybody else other than Rafinha that can truly be lethal. And the problem is Rafinha plays on the wings. So the, it, it's going to be inconsistent no matter how you look at it. So I'm, I'm not surprised that Leeds are doing poorly. Just this poorly is, is, is bad. This is really bad. So they can't, they, they can't just rely on... 94th like 94th minute penalties by Rafinha to get them through the season because if they if they start doing that and Rafinha or and Patrick Bamford doesn't come back fit it's it's going to be really tough for them down the stretch and with Crystal Palace I I expected a little more I expected a little more like against this struggling lead side I expected more I mean I still backed lead so I'm happy I got the point there but I don't know this game did this game was kind of ass yeah, no. yeah. this game, honestly, I mean, when it was starting to get down to crunch time and, you know, you start to get into the 80th minute, I, I honestly thought to myself watching this, I was like, a 0-0 zero, is a fair result. Like, 0-0 zero, zero would be fair. But yeah, it, it, hey, you know what? You're not really going to take anything away from Leeds. I think this was a hard-earned three points for them. Um you know, Phillips back in the midfield for Leeds, and he had a very, very good game. So I think that's another missing piece that Leeds could use now going into the crunch time of the season to get themselves out of that relegation battle. But yeah, if you're Crystal Palace, I mean, very underwhelming uh, from your front three. I mean, you know, Zaha, you know, Ayo, um, Edward, just all of them. All of them were just damn near invisible. And you have... Uh, a Man United side coming up this weekend, and we're going to talk about it, who are currently on a little bit of a streak. And I, I just I just sit here and I'm just like, man, Crystal Palace, this was not... Crystal Palace could have used a little pump and a 93rd minute penalty to lose. That's not that confidence builder you're really looking for. But we're going to move on now to Wednesday. Southampton 2, Leicester 2. JD, I mean, uh, I, I feel like we really need to start hitting the red button because outside of a couple, you know, the Madison goal was great, but the Evans goal was off of a rebound. But outside of that, Southampton had a lot of good chances. Yes, Leicester had their chances as well, but Leicester have not, man, Leicester haven't looked good. So I, I have to ask you, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know the question to ask because this game was so even. But honestly, I felt at some point that Southampton probably should have gotten some of something more of it than a draw. Yeah, I, I think a two-two scoreline is kind of misleading. I think there were a lot of missed chances. This game, this game probably deserved a winner, whether it ha- whether it was Leicester or Southampton. I think it's a good draw. 
which is weird to say. I, I don't think in any in any world should Leicester be getting a good point against Southampton. Like, that sentence shouldn't be said out loud. But here we are. Leicester have not looked good all season. Southampton have also not looked good all season, yeah. but they held their own against one of one of the bigger teams. And that's that's really they they've done that much anyway this season. I mean they they drew United, which was pretty hilarious. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I it's hard to take too much away from this. I I think Leicester are just playing pretty poorly, and, and maybe maybe they just needed. I don't even know. I don't know. I, I, James Madison balling out is always a good thing. So take that as you will. Yeah. No. I and I agree. I mean, honestly, like he who shall not be named also got a goal in this game. I'm not. Gonna, no. I'm not going to give JD any more technical things to go work out. But yeah, I, please I, do not. I, I just Southampton in this game looked too comfortable. And honestly, I think that's the thing is Southampton have looked uncomfortable all season. They've looked like the second best team in almost every single contest. And against Leicester, they look comfortable. As well, Leicester are extremely sloppy in front of net. Jamie Vardy looked a very, very... You know, he just looked very... I don't even what's the word I want to use. He just looked very overwhelmed. And for some reason, it looked like he was just frustrated from the opening minute. And Jamie Vardy is usually a guy who plays with a, an evil smile on his face because he knows he's in for some shithousery. He just doesn't look. I think they, they they ran out of Red Bull with, at his local Tesco's. Oh, uh, so uh, he wasn't uh, he wasn't feeling it. Uh, he wasn't he, feeling it. Hey, if he ever wants to have endless Red Bull, uh, New York Red Bull are looking for a striker. So Jamie Vardy. That would actually be really funny oh. if like if like next season Jamie Vardy instead of retiring or, or like in two seasons when maybe he would retire he goes to the MLS place for the Red Bull. Oh. That would actually be so fun. the memes yeah. the memes would oh. be amazing. He would literally score a goal, and then like one of the Red Bull unpaid interns would literally run him two Red Bulls, and he would smash them like Stone Cold Steve Austin, and just fucking just <laughs> ah, like that would be really funny. Oh my god, Red Bull! Th- Red Bull would be sitting. He'd probably here- get sent off for that. Oh yeah, Re- Red Bull would be like, "Was the camera recording? Good. We have next year's uh, Red Bull commercial." Like, uh <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm officially starting the Jamie Vardy for Red Bull New York in what year is it? Is it 2021? All right, in 2023, in two seasons, I want Jamie Vardy, who should be done with his English Premier League career, to come to the Red Bull and just smash Red Bull cans. I want, I, I will literally buy a jersey and on the back, get it customized with chat shit get banged. That's it. That's all I want. That's all I want. I want the simple things. Watford won, Chelsea two. In a game that is that saw some pretty crazy, crazy, crazy stuff earlier in the game, a Watford fan apparently had a heart attack in the crowd. Which I, I'm this is the second I think is this, is this the second time we've had something like this this season? Where it's the third because another another game at the same time got a uh, I forget which I forget which one I think it was the Tottenham game maybe. Oh my wait, well, uh, Tottenham played today. Or no, it was a Tottenham game. I, f- I forget which game. There was another game well, ta- that I, I know, restarted late. I know Tottenham had a game earlier in the year where a fan had a heart attack. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I know, but there there was another. I'm pretty sure. Oh no, it was Southampton Leicester started the second half started late. I'm pretty sure because oh my God. A, there was. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I don't know I what's going even, on. I didn't, but like, I didn't even hear about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because um, I was watching or I, whatever I was watching. I. 
there was um in the in the discord everyone somebody said it they were like oh my god they're like it another instance oh my god so i mean i was first gonna start off with i'm i'm hoping that the fan is you know healthy well and getting the medical attention they need but yeah i want to backtrack too with the leicester city southampton fan i hope they're okay i'm hoping that you yeah know, i'm i'm pretty sure I, it was that game jesus christ jesus christ like, yeah, it's crazy. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Like that's three times in the same Premier League yeah. season, and, and then, then and then also the Christian. Yeah, Erickson I was about to say, thing. like Jesus freaking Christ. Who he's actually back. He's training with his his oh, hometown I don't, club. I don't agree with. I don't agree with that one bit at all. He's probably not fully no, training. I, he's probably just. I still understand kicking a ball around. I, I'm not tr- again, and I'm not here to tell anyone how to live their life. I'm not. I know we're getting a little sidetracked, people, and I'm sorry about this. But honestly, this popped up, and I, I got annoyed. Like I got actually visibly annoyed. Christian Eriksen, over his career, has made more money than he'll ever know what to do with. You want to kick the ball around with your buddies in the backyard? Go nuts. There is no reason. Like, I don't... I'm going to be... Ooh, I'm going to get heat for this. Oh, I think this is a little bit of a hot take, but I'm going to get some heat for this. Christian Eriksen playing soccer is selfish. Your wife and children almost watched you die on the field. Millions of people across the entire world almost watched you lost your life. And we felt some form of survivor's guilt because oh my god it could have been me or it could have like you know dude honestly forget all that your wife almost watched you die in front of her and you have the audacity to be like i still want to play soccer i still want to play soccer like i i like to think that he is taking the most sound advice from close medical professionals i've heard that everyone who have told him it's okay i've heard everyone any article anything that's popped up across my you know i get it it's social media but any article i read has made it very clear that people just want him to just walk off into the fucking sunset and honestly dude like what else do you like what else do you want what else what else like you've faced death shook in its hand and still found a way to come back to this life. And you're sitting here like you want to continue playing soccer? Kind of selfish. I'm not trying to be mean. And I get it. I'll get some heat for you know from certain people. And that's fine. I think it's selfish. Because I'm thinking of his wife. I'm thinking of his kids. I'm thinking of his family and friends who almost watched him die in front of a national televised audience. For him to turn around and just be like, no, I just want to keep playing. Okay. Watford one, Chelsea two. I'm hoping that fan is okay. Uh, goals from Mount and Ziyech, um leveled out a goal from Denny's from uh, Watford. Uh, this game was pretty cut and dry. I mean, honestly, for a good chunk of this game, uh, Watford were in it. Watford really stretched that Chelsea back line. And JD, this is now... Chelsea going into the Man United game, I think, only had given up four or five goals the entire season. Now they've given up goals in back-to-back games. Is this any concern for the tight, like for this title hope team? Because defense is their strong suit. Defense is what they're going to try to win the title with. If they start starting to give up a goal a game, are you worried that Chelsea might slip up? Um, I don't think they're going to slip up, but. Watford were in this game for a long stretch. They honestly they they could have 
really taken at least a point from here. I, I think if they were a little more clinical, but Chelsea are just such a great team this season. And I, I didn't believe for one second that they wouldn't win. I just think Watford had it in them to come back. Oh, yeah. I, I, I knew Chelsea would win, but Watford just, they looked good. They looked good. And I, I don't really have much else to say. I mean, uh, Dennis, oh my God, he's been killing the season. Oh, yeah. That was like his fourth or fifth goal. For a semi-struggling team like Watford, the best you can have is a consistent goal scorer, and that's kind of what they have. Yeah. I... And, and yeah, I, I think I think they might have enough to stay up. I think Ismail Azar is still injured, so he'll be back. Um, and he's, I mean, he's a baller. He's huh. a baller. He, he's 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 way too good to be at Watford right now. So once he comes back, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a, a, a pickup in form. Um, and it's again, it, they were playing Chelsea. Uh, that's never an easy task. I, I think against many of the other teams in the Premier, many of the other big teams in the Premier League, I think they would have at least gotten a point out of this. Yeah. Now, honestly, like, it's funny because now, like. Again, past weeks, and again, Chelsea fans, don't don't come at us. You guys won, you guys are in the race, and I get it. We're nitpicking against the team that has been almost perfect this entire season. <coughs> oh, excuse me, but I, I just look at it as Chelsea have started to look sloppy. They looked a little sloppy against United. They looked a little sloppy now against Watford. I just, I'm just saying, like now when we're starting to get into the crunch time of the season, in the middle of the season, where you're going to be in multiple competitions, sloppy is going to take wins to draws and draws to losses. So I don't know. I, again, we're nitpicking, but yes, Chelsea, it was a good win. You guys got the job done, but just again, a little sloppier than usual. But um, off to a game that was just, my goodness. A perfectly placed header from Suchek, followed up by a canceling 89th minute bicycle kick goal from him, uh, from uh, um, Malpe. West Ham won, Brighton won. JD, even though this game was a draw, this was a fun game to watch. Because this was two physical teams that just went right at each other. But I have to ask you, I feel like now, looking at this West Ham recent results... You have a couple wins, but you got a couple losses, and now you got a draw. West Ham are not on the good since that Liverpool win. Have not gotten more than a point in the Premier League. I mean, it, it was always going to be tough to to go the whole season the way they started. Like the the way West Ham started, it, it was just insane. And on top of that, they're playing in Europe, so I I think they're going to be fine. I think they're gonna be they're they're gonna be comfortably in, in Europa League, uh, maybe maybe pu- pushing for Champions League. I don't think I don't I don't think they're wrapping up that fourth spot, but who knows? We're we're still we're only a third into the season, a third of the way into the season. So I, I there's a lot of season left, but this was this was a good game. Two two teams that have grossly outperformed so far this season. I, I think this was a good matchup. Fair point to both. Yeah. No. I mean. West Ham, I mean, honestly, outside of one amazing individual, you know, bicycle kick, which, by the way, if VAR, I mean, thank God VAR is there. VAR confirmed everyone was on um, on side for this. If VAR took away an 89th minute bicycle kick game tying goal because someone was one centimeter off, 
I just burn it all down. Burn every last second of it down. But yes, everything was... I mean, burn it down anyway. Well, that too. Just burn it down, and we'll explain why later. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> West Ham. I mean, we just talked about Chelsea being sloppy. It's going to be very, very interesting um, going into this upcoming weekend because they are going to be the game that's going to kick us all off. So going to be excited to talk about that. Really not going to talk much about this one. Wolves 0, Burnley 0. In a game that, yeah. JD, I have nothing to talk about this game. Uh, I don't talk about 0-0 draws. I don't. I just don't want to. So if you want to say anything, by all means. No, nothing. This game was terrible. I, I don't I don't understand what Wolves are doing. They're, they're just allergic to... I, or sorry, I'm sorry. Adama Traore is a is allergic to scoring goals or assisting. I he I've said it I've said it on this podcast before. He is ninety percent of him is one of the greatest players in the world, but the most important ten percent is missing. So I it, it, so it means nothing. Yeah. I, I it is just it is just ridiculous how good he could be. If oh. he knew how to finish or had any vision whatsoever, I'm telling you right now, if if this if this dude could finish, you're looking at a 120 million dollar player. Yeah, I I mean it, it, it's it's ridiculous. He he would be looked at by the biggest clubs in Europe if he could put the ball in the back of the fucking net. It, it, it's insane. And Burnley, fucking Burnley. This is exactly how they drew it up. A nil nil draw. They would take that in a heartbeat every single match week because they would stay up on 38 points probably. Uh, well, they are. It, it, it's ridiculous. They are still in that relegation zone, so I know, I know, but they're they're never going. They're never fucking going away. Well, it's it, it's one of the biggest pet peeves of my entire soccer fandom is the fact that Burnley play in the Premier League. We've already talked about it. It, it is just we have, yeah we we've talked yeah, too much about this game. Go about this, move yes. on, move on. Aston Villa 1, Manchester City 2, and then it's, well, <laughs> we're going to talk about games where Portuguese people have, you know, completely taken over, but goals from Ruben Dias and Bernardo Silva overtake a goal from Ollie Watkins in the 47th minute. The new manager honeymoon is over. JD, cancel the shirts because Steven Gerrard. No. Yeah, thought those shirts were going to sell like yeah. hotcakes, but yeah. They were. Um, yeah, honestly... Aston Villa looked good in small little portions, but Manchester City was just flo- like absolutely phenomenal in this game. I mean, literally, the Ollie Watkins goal literally was a perfect set piece off of a corner, and honestly, you couldn't have asked much more from it. I mean, it's, I don't know, there's no team in the Premier League, I think, that could have defended that, so, um, yeah. But the goal from not only Ruben Dias, but Bernardo Silva, and I know we're going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. We're going to talk about Bruno Fernandes. We're going to talk about Diego Jota. I said it a couple weeks ago, or I said it recently. And I get it. JD, you don't agree with me. But I think on current form right now, Bernardo Silva is the best Portuguese player in the Premier League. Uh, I think Diego Jota has something to say about that. But I, I think- I'm, not say- I'm not saying Bernardo Silva isn't there. I, th- I think it's tight. If you could, I think it's very if you tight. could rank right now, here I'll let you go and then I'll go. Rank me the top five Portuguese players in the Premier League right now. Jota, Silva, Ronaldo, Fernandez, Diaz. Ooh. 
Uh, I would do Bernardo Silva. Yeah, it would be Bernardo Silva, Diego Jota, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ruben Diaz, Bruno Fernandes. So, okay. I I think Diaz is just... Bruno, even though he has been playing okay, but yeah, we all knew his goal, you know, his goal form would dip because Ronaldo's there and someone's got to score all the goals, but... Um, Someone's got to take the penalties, you know. Uh, oh, I was right, by the way, yes, in my prediction. Yes, you were. We're going to get there. Hold on, we'll get to that. We're, we're going to get that. there. Um, <laughs> Wait, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you and I, well, right. you, you and I both called it. You Again, we're going to get there, but you and I both called it. So, Liverpool 4, Everton 1. Liverpool have now officially won more Merseyside derbies at Everton Stadium than Everton have. JD, ha- ha- have a go at it, lad. I mean, it was just a clinical win. It, it, it was it was perfect Every, from start to finish. I mean, Jordan Henderson with a beautiful goal. He's always he's he's always good for four or five really nice goals a season. Yeah, he no seriously. He, I here's the thing. He is a really good goal scorer. He knows how to finish. It's just he he doesn't always play as forward. Like he he like from the midfield spot. Like he's he he's usually covering for Trent to be honest and. He, every once in a while, he finds himself on top of the 18, and he knows how to put the ball in the in, in the back of the fucking net. Like, I, it, it's crazy. That was on his left foot too. It like that curler on his weak foot. That was that was crazy. Then Mohamed Salah doing what Mohamed Salah does. I he has what 13 goals in the league now or 14? Um, so it's up. It's something crazy. Yeah, keep talking. Keep talking. I'll find it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's definitely winning the Golden Boot this season yeah ha- um, ha- hands down definitely no ch- no chance anyone else is coming close because I, I think the next close is like five or six goals behind and he just consistently scores every week whether it's one whether it's two whether it's a hat trick and then diogo jota come on that goal was disgusting i actually all four of the goals holy shit all four of the goals were insane in the, all in their own way i, I mean mohamed salah like jesus christ full full length of the field run and then just dinks it past Pickford and his tiny fucking arms. Um, I don't know. Just a good performance. Tamari Gray. They Everton opened up Liverpool once and they capitalized. I don't even think it was that good of a shot. I think Allison overcommitted, which is a little concerning. Um, it was right at him. It, he just overcommitted and it went kind of dipped under his leg and stayed in. But, you know, whatever. When you win 4-1 in a Merseyside Derby, you fucking take it. So just great win. Um they're just they're in the form of their lives liverpool and they just I, the fact that mane hasn't done shit in the last couple games says a lot that they're still winning games four in it or four one you know i it, it's it's crazy just the the consistency throughout the team when trent plays poorly robertson balls out when mane plays poorly salah well no when mane plays poorly diogo jota balls out salah just balls out like it's crazy so i just a good win. Fuck Everton. Yeah. Um, I have very few comments about this game. Uh, I watched the game. It was, you know, watching how class Liverpool is on almost every position on the field is just something that makes you think, like, wow. Like, I know we talk about certain teams from certain eras. You know, we talk, like, about, like, you know, the 2000s Barcelonas, the, the 90s Man United teams and stuff like that. I think we've now like i'm not saying now i think we should have already had this conversation of we should be talking about this 
amazing dynasty of players Klopp and the Liverpool board have put together and realize that like, hey, we're looking at probably one of the greatest teams of a generation. And outside of Manchester City being perfect one season and outside of last season where literally the Red Cross needed to help Liverpool at some point, like we are looking at probably one of the better teams ever put together. Um, yeah, if you still don't think Mo Salah is the best player in the world, uh, take a lap, take a lap, suicides right now. Okay. <laughs> On the line. At the wh- Indian run. At, at the whistle, okay? At the whistle. This is going to be some fucking Mel Brooks in the miracle, and we're going to fucking do fucking suicides until we're puking, okay? Uh, do you say Mel Brooks? Who's the guy from the miracle? Who's the coach? It's not Mel... It's not Mel... It's not Mel Brooks. Who is the name of the coach from the miracle? Do you mean mir- miracle? Yeah, the miracle. The miracle on ice. Yeah, well, the movie's called Miracle. Yes. Not The Miracle. I call it The Miracle. And excuse me. Now, I, like, okay. I'm going to start to introduce the next game. JD, you need to look up who the head, head name of the head coach was. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, my God. You're you're annoying. Tottenham <laughs> Tottenham 2, Brentford none. Um, ben Davies got an own goal taken, or gotten a goal taken away because it was an own goal off Konos. And uh, Hyungming Sun hitting on the counterattack. Um, Spurs looked great. Conte Ball looks to be in full form. And I have this really disgusting look from JD, which means, like, did I fuck up? Yeah, no. Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks. God damn it. Wait, wait. Do you know who Mel Brooks is? Who is is Mel Brooks? Mel Brooks is a famous director. And he did all that. He does, like, all the comedy movies, like Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, uh, okay, Robin okay, Hood, Men in Tights, okay, okay, Spaceballs. Well, you... I, I have a, I'm a huge I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan, so okay, when you said that, I was okay, like, okay, are you sure you mean okay. Mel Brooks? I want it clear. I got 50% of the name right, okay? I was not completely off. I was just, like, I was driving down the highway, and I was... You were completely at, off. No, no. One no. one is one is a national, a, a U.S. national ice hockey team coach, and the other is a famous director who right. made a bunch of movies that could never be made today. Okay, well, Spaceballs is legendary. But Tottenham 2, well, Brentford that, that, 9. Well, that could be made today, but... Uh, Tottenham 2, Brentford none. Uh, Conte Ball is officially flying for Spurs. Uh, they looked great, and Brentford looked... Oh boy, JD Brentford did not look good again, and now I am yeah. ofi- now I'm officially starting to get worried. Uh, you know what? I want to I want to talk about some good. Let's talk about some Tottenham. They looked very very good today. Uh, the game plan is looking really really nice. I mean they are pressing like no one's business. This back five or back three, depending on how you look at it, looks great. Um, I love uh, Hyung Ming Sun and Lucas Mora playing almost in like false nine positions behind a nine with Harry Kane. Like, that's a, like... I don't know, man. And I'm telling you right now, Hoiberg looks like one of the best holding midfielders in world football in this formation, so... He he is, though. He is one of the better holding midfields in the world right now. He is very good. They did... Tottenham just need to build around what what they currently have, and part of that means getting rid of Harry Kane in January. I'm going to keep saying it, until it happens he's doing he's basically doing nothing it's another game where he he doesn't get on the score sheet which is always paid to do it's always paid to do just semi-consistently score 
I, the, I'm not. I'm not saying they're getting lucky. They they deserve to beat Brentford. Brentford did not look very good, but you at this level you need to have somebody that you can consistently rely on goals. And for the last seven years, that has been Harry Kane. And when when that that form dips, I they should have sold him in the summer because. Oh my God! They are not. They, it is not worth it for them to keep him right now. Cashing on him. So one thing I was. It's, so one thing I was thinking. You know, with the whole Harry Kane transferring out, what if Conte took this position, took the job, because he knew he could sell Harry Kane, and that could fund the players he wants to bring in. Yeah, that's any coach that took the Tottenham job. Well, Nuno probably thought the same well, exact no, thing. no, I think Nuno's game... And I he, think, he didn't even get no, to January. No, I think Nuno's game plan revolved around keeping Harry Kane. Maybe. I don't think... No, he, he was probably going to buy Fabio Silva from Wolves. No, my, Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, because that cashed in really well for fucking Wolves, yeah. Um, I mean, he does... No, he does. When he plays, he, he doesn't look awful. No. He's super young too. No, he's like nineteen. I'd have him. I'd have him on my team. Maybe not starting, but definitely I'd have nah, him on he my start, team. Not even start, but um, yeah, that's it. Could you could you imagine that two two star or three star Portuguese players on Manchester United? I'm getting the vapors. I'm getting the <laughs> vapors. Um, yeah, I think we've. I mean, we've talked enough about this. I mean, Tottenham, really good job. Brentford, um, they'll stay up. Oh God, I hope. Because we, because I bought so much stock in Brentford at the beginning of the season, and that's like, oh, that would just kill me if something happened. But uh, I don't have favorites here. Manchester United three. <laughs> Speaking of favorites, Manchester United three, Arsenal two, and what was clearly the game of the week going in did not disappoint. This game had fireworks all over the place. Goals from Emil Smith Rowe and Odegaard would be canceled out by a Bruno Bruno Fernandes goal and two Cristiano Ronaldo goals. Seeing Cristiano Ronaldo get his 800th and 801st goals recognized by FIFA. Now I believe he's only like four or five goals away from being the all-time leading goal scorer in FIFA history. I know that just. Said. I like how you. I like how you had to say recognized by FIFA well, just because of the whole Pele oh, thing. Oh, yeah, but that's the thing. Is like honestly, <laughs> it was really funny. So, at work today, when I'm listening to the game, uh, I have the game on my phone, but it's in my pocket, so I'm listening to it. I think the two biggest talking points from Arlo White today was recognize goals and how often <laughs> are they going to look at the new Man United coach sitting writing notes in the uh, stands? <laughs> like he goes, and this is the tenth time, and this is the eleventh time, and I'm sitting here going. Arlo White, you are one of the biggest names in sports commentary in the current, like in the current format. Please stop talking about random shit. Um, the Emil Smith Rowe goal, uh, I think. I mean, uh, we'll just scenes. we'll just we'll absolute scenes. We'll just we'll just go into it. Um, VAR got that one right. VAR got that one right. VAR did two good things today and one very bad thing today. The two good things, I'm going to start off, Emile Smith throw a goal, originally called off because David De Gea was on the ground, and when the ref looked as the shot was being taken, he blew the whistle because he saw David De Gea down. VAR would correctly go back and see that Fred stepped on fucking David De Gea's <laughs> ankle. JD, I have 99 problems, and they're all either Harry Maguire or Fred. 
Like, I was gonna say the only way this could have been better it was is, is if it was Harry oh, Maguire. If it was, that that would have been. If it was Maguire, I would have actually put my head through a wall. I would a- also. Speaking of Harry Maguire, you weren't you weren't watching the game, but I, I was. I only got to see like twenty minutes of this game, and twenty minutes included that goal, which was hilarious. Um, so I loved seeing that. But I watched the full highlights and everything, and I swear to God, Harry Maguire took like three shots from outside the. Yeah, 18. Harry Maguire saw every other center back in the Premier League do well this week, and he's like, "Well, I can do this." I, I gotta get a goal here. Like, ha- he, oh my god, he was like kicking field Harry goals. Magu- Harry Maguire gets two headers against San Marino and thinks that he is the greatest <laughs> thing to happen to English football since fucking, uh, f- uh you know, Ben Shearer. Uh, what? Excuse me, what? Shearer, the striker. Alan, Alan, Alan Shearer. Why did I think of his name? Was you just said Ben Shearer. Ben, I was thinking of Ben Shapiro. <laughs> That's yeah. why I said excuse yeah. me. Right. Oh, uh, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, it's fucking late. One of the greatest strikers ever. And I fucking it confused him with a little man who's got a little ego complex. And yeah, okay. But yo, you you confused him with Ben Shapiro. See, I I started thinking about uh, the uh, dry how how dry, how, how dry, dry his wife's, wife's pussy is. <laughs> Remember, uh, remember when we were on a Duke by the we River? We were on a, we were on, we were guests on a podcast. So if you didn't happen to listen, we were guests on a podcast, and JD brings up how dry Ben Shapiro. No, it's because no, 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 no. What happened was you. I don't know why. For some reason, I think we're talking about like the weather at a union game or something. You're like, yeah, it was so wet, and I was. I said something. I was like, I was like, oh, you would hate Ben Shapiro's pussy. Oh my god. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Oh my god. I don't want to fucking talk about it. Um, so to get yeah, so to go back in, that goal was given. VAR corrected that one. There was a goal. There was a play later in the game where um, Harry Maguire basically tackled an Arsenal player in the box, like off of a set piece, and VAR didn't even blink at it. And I'm sitting here watching the highlight, and I'm like, oh my god, that is about the clearest cut penalty on earth. They dropped the ball on that one, but. Fred was taken down in the box by Odegaard, the one who tied the game up at one point, giving Cristiano Ronaldo the opportunity to score his 801st goal. I'm just going to go into this. Um, Yeah, this game was amazing. I'm upset that I physically didn't sit down and watch it. I had to listen to the whole thing. But my fucking goodness, what a game. What a fucking game. Uh, Arsenal look great. Honestly, Arsenal, I'm not here to take anything away from your performance. You have your young players are gonna blossom into something really, really scary. And like, give it two or three more seasons. Keep Arteta at the job. Keep doing what you're doing. You're building something. Manchester United. Christian Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo pressed. I don't know how to think. Like, watching highlights from this game, Cristiano Ronaldo pressed all the way up into the minute he was taken off the field. I have to think that the new manager has kind of already orchestrated what he wants from his players. And I get it. The players have been like, no, we haven't heard anything X, Y, Z. I'm calling bullshit. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Cristiano Ronaldo was told, like, hey, the system is going to call for a high press. You better get on your motherfucking horse or you will not play. So, Cristiano Ronaldo record-breaking jd i don't know if you want to add anything about this i mean i just i called it i said it was gonna be a tight game and it would end in a manchester united penalty to win it so yeah yeah uh, i think i should get an extra point you're not but that's okay 
Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, after the game, funny enough, 10 minutes after, like, players barely even heard the news. Uh, so everyone is now aware the new manager um, will be available for Saturday Sunday's game against Crystal Palace. Michael Carrick with this information turned around. Well, I don't know if it's because of this information, but Michael Carrick was an assistant for Ollie Gunner, and then he became the interim uh, coach. Michael Carrick, about 10 minutes after the final whistle, walked into the locker room and told the players that he would be leaving the club, not only just from the managerial perspective, but he will be leaving the club in its entirety. He said that he wanted to focus on being a father and a family man, something he hadn't had the opportunity because he went right from playing right to coaching. Um, JD, Michael Carrick has the greatest win percentage in Manchester United history. Two wins in a draw. That's because he was... Two wins in a draw. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's. It's, I, it's like what? I, I just <laughs> actually no, it doesn't beat it. It doesn't beat the number one win win percentage record, which is Sam Allardyce for England. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Big Sam. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. 100%. Greatest ma- one one for one. Greatest manager in history, and you can never take it away. But honestly, Michael nope. Michael Carrick will go down as um, another Man United legend. Definitely a guy who was extremely low key compared to the players who played around him, but he was a massive, massive part of some of those title winning squads. So I could, I could see him getting, I mean, he's, he wants to take some time yeah. to be a father, which is great. I think in a couple of years he'll come back. He'll probably manage like a championship yeah. side team uh, and do do yeah. the right thing. Like go, go the right way, manage a championship team, you know, try and get him promoted or just do well. And, you know, you'll get your shot at a, at a bigger club yeah. just on name alone. Yeah. Even like, it'll happen. Even Bruno came out after the game and after the news already had leaked, like Bruno was a hundred percent. He goes, this is a guy who knows what he's talking about. And he will be, he will one day be an, uh, an amazing coach. And yeah, JD, I a hundred percent agree. Go to the third division of English soccer, go to the second division of English soccer, get your feet wet, get the experience, get seasons under your belt. I also think it also benefits Michael Carrick because he's not a big name like, you know, like your Gerrards, like your Lamparts, like your, you know, players like... Xavi. Xavi, (laughs) stuff like that. You're not going to get the automatic, hey, why isn't this guy the manager? Because he, he, again, he kept it low key. He was a very good player and he's a very smart player, but he wasn't a very flashy player. So a lot of people just like, oh, Michael Carrick? Yeah, he's okay. Really, he was one of the most phenomenal players at his position in Premier League history. So this is a guy who does know what he's talking about. But yeah, like I said, if he actually is taking time to go be a father, to go be a husband, go for it. Because I can't imagine what it's like to go right from playing your entire life to immediately going into coaching. So, guys, that is going to be the end of the reviews. Let's quickly bang out these previews. So, going into the week, uh, we'll go over the points. Uh, The fans. Oof. JD, the fans only got three correct picks this week. Fuck the fans. Set it for years. Big L. Big L. <laughs> JD, you had six correct picks this week. Fucking right. And your boy had seven. Yeah, Doesn't that matter. is right, baby. I am slowly creeping. Creeping. Bringing the totals JD to 62, myself to 59, 
and uh, the fans with only three points got 56. So for the first time all year, I am comfortably in the second place position. So let's move on. Let's start talking about these upcoming game weeks. First game, JD, we are going to fly through these because I don't want to keep the people away from what they're doing. We have a London Derby to start our Saturday morning. West Ham will be hosting Chelsea Football Club. Both teams coming off semi-shaky results. Yes, Chelsea got the win. West Ham got a, a very uncomfortable draw. The fans are going with Chelsea. I, as well, am going to be going with Chelsea. I think Chelsea are just going to be a little bit too much, and I think Chelsea will just have... I, I, I honestly, I know we're not bringing up scores. I think this game will finish 2-1. I think 2-1 is definitely something that's written in the stars for this game. So what are you thinking? I mean, I, I don't understand why this is the set. This is the early game. Like, this should be this should be the twelve thirty game. Why is City playing Watford at twelve thirty? Like, God, I'd rather see Liverpool Wolves at seven thirty because I'll still watch it. But it's not that great of a game. Like, you know what? Chelsea West Ham is going to be a crazy. Here's game. another. I understand it's twelve thirty in England. Yeah. But here's another hot take. The scheduling has been worse than VAR this season in the Premier League. Quite possibly. I mean, the only thing good is that there's only three 10 a.m games on saturday but there and actually only three 9 a.m games on sunday so i you know what it's it's it had it wasn't that bad this weekend except for the fact that chelsea west ham is the early game on saturday i i don't, I don't understand who, who the fuck scheduled that makes no sense but chelsea i think will be a little too much for west ham the fight will be there but chelsea should win i mean i'll, I'll be i'll be pushing for a draw that'd be great if chelsea drop points again but I don't think it'll happen. I think there's just going to be too much for West Ham. So. Yep. So Newcastle United will be hosting Burnley. Fuck this game. I am so sorry. Yeah. Uh, the fans are going with a draw. JD's going with a draw. And myself, I am going with a draw. Fuck this game. Fuck everything about this game. Uh, I think the H team will get a goal. Each team, this game will finish 1 1. But yeah. Um. You're still talking about this game. I I can't stress this enough. Fuck this game. Southampton. Yeah. Southampton will be hosting Brighton Hova Valley and JD. How about you start us off? Uh, Brighton. I don't know. I might even go for a draw here, just on recent results for Southampton, and kind of. I I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna be spicy. I'm gonna go a draw here. I I think I think Southampton the way they've stuck in. And, and chances they've created, not always finished, but created, might be enough to grab a point. And they're home. So I, I think that, that also does a lot. Uh, Brighton, been iffy. Good, but iffy. You know, leaving it to the last minute, things like that. I, I, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a split. Uh, I think Brighton offensively just bring too much to the table to what uh, Southampton oh, yeah, they, defensively. They do. So I, I am going to go with Brighton as well as the fans are going to go with Brighton. So, uh, the that's the, fair. Yeah. Next game. We're going to have wolves will be hosting Liverpool football club. The fans went 100% for Liverpool as they should JD. <laughs> do I have to ask? This, I mean, this might be another fucking four or five nil. Honestly, I Adamatrauri is gonna tear up Trent Alexander Arnold, and it'll be totally fine because he's not gonna do anything. 
Trent will probably just let him dribble past him because he knows he's not going to score. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like this is a game where Trent actually will not leave the midfield. Like he actually yeah, like I, like he'll stay in the midfield and he will not like he's just going to look back at Virgil Van Dyke and go. So I'm just going to stay here. Like I'm, I'm It is it is funny watching Trent play right now because he he really is playing like a a, a wide midfield like in a, in a wide midfield role and it's 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 nice that Jordan Henderson is that kind of player that he'll go over and cover and and he himself he's selflessly does it and it works out for Liverpool because Trent provides a lot of creativity you know I I like to see him score more honestly I know he comes up with a, a free kick here and there and sometimes he scores from open play I think he should be scoring 5 to 7 goals a season the way the way he plays, yeah, and the and the form he's in, he should be a five to seven seven goal a season right back. And you look at players like Reese James, where he's scoring a lot, but I don't think you can compare them because of the system Chelsea plays, where Reese James is kind of allowed to stay up that high. Now Trent does it, but not full time. Like Reese does is up there full time because they're playing in a win yeah, a win exactly. back situation. Exactly. And 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 that's that's why I think he gets into that position more often. Trent does get into that position, but not as much as Reese James, just because of the formation. But the, to the game, I mean, Wolves aren't going to do shit. Liverpool are going to run all over them. I don't I don't care if it, if it's a, an away game for Liverpool. I can't think of what what's uh what's the Wolves oh Molyneux yes Mo, yeah I don't I don't care that it's at Mo, uh, Molyneux Stadium I, it doesn't matter that I, has the weirdest away section ever so instead of putting them in a corner they literally put them across an entire sideline but stretch them thin <laughs> always the weirdest yeah, well. always the weirdest ground but yeah uh fans you me Liverpool this game has a lot of easy choice games this week. So, um, Manchester, Manchester City will be away at Watford. Um, yeah, this is another one where the fans have gone 100% to Manchester City. So we have a back-to-back 100%. Uh, I, as well, am going with Manchester City. Uh, Watford have not looked great, and I think Manchester City are going to spread them completely thin. So, J.D., I really can't imagine you're going to go against the curve here. Uh, I'm just 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 for the the sake of being different. I'm going to go Watford. All right. I I, th- I think they looked okay in the midweek. Um, City, this is a game that that they can fuck they they can fuck this up. I, They've done it before. My goodness. I they they could fuck this up. Oh man. Oh, I'm I'm licking my lips cuz I'm getting closer. You heard it here I'm, first. I'm getting closer and closer to you as the weeks go on and then you give me little gimmies like this and I'm like, "Well, thank you, JD. <laughs> please, sir." Hey, just wait. Please, just wait. Please, sir. May I have some more? Uh now we're going to start getting into the ugly games. Uh now we're into Sunday morning. Leeds United will be hosting Brentford. Uh, JD, I'll have you go first on this one because uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I could choose any of the three results. Yeah, I think this screams draw. I Brentford, the last couple weeks, haven't been great. Leeds, the season, haven't been great. I don't know. I feel like this 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 is going to be a very open game, but I, I could see like a 1-1. I, I could see an early goal and a late goal cancel each other out and it'll be open it won't be the the most boring game ever but nah yeah draw 
Uh, honestly, I, I look at where Brentford is getting beaten, and they're getting beaten along the wings. And I think that really opens up what Leeds have really been hitting at with the two-headed monster, I mean, if you want to call it that, of Rafinha and Dan James that have just endless pace on the wings. And I think Leeds... I just, for some odd reason, with having Phillips back in the midfield and slowly looking like that team is getting just a little bit tighter as they're going... I'm going to go with Leeds in this. They're also home, which I think is also going to play a massive advantage here. So I'm going to go against you and the fans. The fans are going with a draw. You are going with a draw. I'm going to be going with Leeds. And God, I really hope I don't fucking regret that. I feel like every single time I ever pick Leeds, I get fucked. And I'm trying not to fucking have this again. So Leeds, prove me wrong. <laughs> Manchester United will be hosting Crystal Palace. I'm thinking to myself, no, this is, I'm not. Ragnick, no, yeah, dude. it's new, new, new manager, manager bounce. bounce. Thank you. New manager Thank bounce. You. Manchester United all the way, JD. Easy choice. New manager bounce. We've seen it this this whole season with new managers. Dean Smith, Steven Gerrard, now Ralph Ragnick. Oh. Yeah, well, Manchester United. I'm not trying to be devil's advocate. Well, not me, but the fans are trying to be devil's advocate because the fans are going with it. The big palace. They picked a draw. That's funny. So uh, maybe they weren't aware. I could see it. Oh. I, I could see it, but they weren't aware of the new manager bounce. Uh, speaking of Crystal Palace, uh, with the way that Alex Tellez and Diego uh, Delo played today, uh, I don't know if Aaron Wan-Bissaka is a guaranteed starter anymore. So we move on. Tottenham will be hosting Norwich City Football Club. I am wasting no time on this one. Tottenham will win this game. JD? Yeah, Tottenham should win this game. So I'll pick them. Yeah. And I say that. They should. That's all I'm saying. The fans. They should win this game. The fans as well are going. They yeah, should. They should. They, they, they should. They should win this should. game. They should. So I'll, I'll pick them. If but... we lived in a world of shoulds, I feel like it would be a much, much easier place to live. At, Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Aston but, you know. Villa will be hosting Leicester City Football Club. The fans are going with Leicester City. JD, I'm going to pass this on to you because Leicester City haven't looked the most confident team to me. Ah, Steven Gerrard versus Brendan Rodgers. Oh my God. What a day. What a, di- what a, what a sporting what? day. Wow. I didn't even put one and two together. The man who ended Gerrard's career versus the man who might end Brendan Rodgers' career. I'm going Aston Villa all Ooh. the way. Steven Gerrard is out for blood. Out for blood. Aston Villa, easy. Easy. Big win. Yeah, I, I'm telling you right now, honestly, like, I can see Leicester City winning this game. I, oh, can, I can see, see Aston Villa. It, I can see Aston Villa winning this game. But for some odd reason, I, I feel myself in the middle. And when I find myself in the middle of things, I just take the safe bet, and I think that this game could easily end as a one-one or two-two draw again. So I, I'm just gonna go safe. I'm gonna go right down the middle. I'm gonna go with a draw. So this is a game that is a. It's definitely gonna get a point to someone. Everton will be hosting Arsenal on the Monday kickoff, uh, the day we are going to be recording our next episode. So um, the fans are going to go with Arsenal. I as well am going with Arsenal. Arsenal looked really, really good today against United. Uh, They just got sloppy in a few places, but I still don't... Everton are just not a team at 
I just think Arsenal are going to just play him right off the field. I really do. So JD, to finish up our fan, uh, to finish up our picks, wh- what are you choosing for this Monday contest? Yeah, Arsenal all the way. I they looked pretty good against United, and Everton looked like dog shit against Liverpool. So I, on form alone, just recent recent form, or Arsenal. I, I think this would be good, and I'm hoping. Um, Martinelli, Gab, uh, Gabby Martinelli starts over Aubameyang because Aubameyang is fucking terrible right now. They they need to start Martinelli up top with, with Emil Smith Rowe and Kyle Saka feeding him. Uh, that that's that's the future right there for Arsenal, and they just they need to just cut the dead weight. Aubameyang needs needs to leave honestly in January. Yeah, the one problem is man, they pay they're paying him so much money like. I know, I know, but Arsenal. He's he's got to know. He's got to know that he's seen he's seen his best days at Arsenal. They paid him all this money. Now he could, he could ride it out, but he needs to know that if he tries to ride this out, they're probably not going to play him. Yeah, and maybe he needs to just go somewhere else, make a little less money. Maybe I mean. How old is he? Like 32, 33? I think he's like 31, 32. I think he's in that ball. 31, 32. So maybe, maybe a little too early to go to the MLS. And I say that as a huge MLS fan. Like, that's where he's going to end up, of course. But he could probably get another two good years out of a, out of a relatively top European club. Like a Champions League playing club. I, I think he needs to go in January. Take a little less money to guarantee playtime. And guys, that is going to be the end of our picks. We are now going to move on to some fan questions. The first fan question comes from a fan statement. Not really a question, but more of a statement. And JD, you're going to love this. This is coming from Mike. Mike's statement is, As a diehard Union supporter, JD can never mention Andre Blake enough. Ah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, he's, 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 I mean, he, he would probably start for half the Premier League clubs. Pro- yeah, he probably would. Uh, Not the top ones, haunt, but. Haunt. So, you know what? I, I like this little, I love what you just brought up. Because we only have a few fan questions here today, guys. We kind of advertised it a little bit late. How can I bring up all the goalies in the Premier League? Show me the meaning of being lonely. Just go down the list. Okay, look, look. All right. West Ham, you got Fabianski. Chelsea, you have Mendy. Newcastle, you have Dubrovka. Burnley, you have Nick Pope. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You're going, you're, see, now, like, let's actually, let's. Okay, go on the table. The the bottom 10. I'm going, I'm going, uh, here's the thing. So you and I will. I can name you every goalkeeper. But we'll say yes or no. Right, so right, Newcastle. Yes. Well, Dubrovka is pretty good, but I think, I think he's on par with Dubrovka, Blake. Okay. Dubrovka is pretty good. Okay. He just plays for a shitty team. Tim Krul with Norwich. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Burnley. And on penalties. Burnley, Nick Pope. This is probably one. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. I, Pope, the problem is he, he's just too tall. I think I think a lot of what makes Nick Pope good is that he's so fucking tall. Do you ever see? And I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying that's all he has. I'm it's saying hard, it, make, it just makes it's, him. Better. It's hard for him to get. Like I understand if you kick it low at him, it's hard for him to get down to like lower shots did you ever see the movie major leagues with charlie sheen 
Like yeah. Ma- major league. Major league. Major. Not major league. I call it major oh leagues. God. Leave me alone. That's one of my favorite. Yeah. Wait. What's his? Uh, what's his name? Wild thing. Yeah. yeah. Wild thing. Uh, one. It's one of my favorite sports movies of all time. But when I haven't seen it in years. Uh, but when, uh, yes, I've seen. When it. they're getting absolutely battered at the beginning of the movie, uh, one of the opponents hits a home run, and then one of the fans is like, "It's too high. It's too high. It's too high." What do you mean it's too high? Yeah, it's too high. If it goes too high, it's gonna come back down, and it's not gonna make it. Like, that's what I hear when I, like, people explain to me tall goalies. Uh, Watford. Uh, I think... Uh, who's the goalie for Watford? Uh, isn't it... Maybe I don't know. Isn't it Ben Foster? Oh, Ben Foster. Ben Foster. I knew that. Yeah, Ben Foster. So, um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's better than Ben Foster. Southampton. Uh, uh, not Angus Gunn. Oh, my God. Alex McCarthy. Yeah, he's better than Alex McCarthy. Leeds. Uh, Melia. Yeah. 100%. Melee sucks. Oh, this is the easiest one on the entire list. Everton. Yes. Yo, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if, much if so. Andre Blake went to Everton, Everton actually might be a good team. Uh, Ast- yeah. Ast- I mean, Ast- yeah. Aston Villa. No, not Emiliano Martinez. Brentford. Uh, okay. This is one This is one that I don't know, and I'll probably know it if I hear it, but off the top of my head, who's, who's their goalkeeper? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, oh, you don't even know. Yeah, I'm just going through the list. Dude, I'm sorry. I know my stuff. I don't know my stuff that well. Um, I, I think I know my stuff that well. But it, the, Sp- the Spanish goalkeeper, Fernandez. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, Brent, Brentford fans. <laughs> That's probably the one I don't know. Brentford fans didn't know either. Uh yeah, he starts over him. Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh oh my God. Gwindi- oh Guaita. Um, Guaita. Uh yeah 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 he's better than Guaita. Leicester. Casper Schmeichel, no way. Brighton. Legend. Brighton would be no. They got rid of Matty Ryan. Um no, it's a uh. uh Sanchez, uh, uh, yep. Robert Sanchez. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'd, I, I'd, I'd pick him over Robert Sanchez. Wolves. Uh, well, it's not Rui Patricio. If it, if it was still Rui Patricio, I'd say yes. Now it's um, uh, what's his face? Sa- uh, it's literally funny enough. He has my last name just spelt differently. It's Sai. Oh yeah, yeah, Sai. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll go yes. Uh, Man United, no. <laughs> He's not starting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Y'all, don't even... Fi- I, dude, don't give me another goalie in my system because we're already having this problem, okay? I don't I don't know, man. I think I think David De Gea has seen his best right. day. So, I, mean, I, I think you take an inform, an inform Andre Blake doesn't get stepped on by Fred. <laughs> okay, first of That's all... That's all I'm first saying. First of all, I'll take... That's all I'm saying. First of all, I'll take a one-armed Dean Henderson over a goalie not getting stepped on by Fred, okay? <laughs> Like, all right, and I mean, the rest of the league, you know, so honestly, I think there are, I think JD does have a point. I think there's like five or seven teams in the Premier League that would definitely take Andre Blake's services if they were available. Uh, the next question, uh, we have two questions coming from JC. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why am I reading this on the goddamn podcast? Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, would you rather take a chance... Uh, Matt, would you rather take your chances pissing off your wife or your mother? I don't live with my mother. That's the answer. I don't live with my mother, and that I'm, I go to bed with that answer. That's that's great. Um, you also only have sex with one of them. Thank God. 
Did you? Ah, you got you spit out your beer. That's all I wanted to do. I did not. No, I didn't spit oh, it out. Like, I almost oh, did. Oh, you looked like you. That I literally saw JD. No, take, I... I saw JD taking a sip, and I was like, I have one opportunity to get this guy to have beer shoot out his nose. So no, I, I don't. I don't spit out my beer. It's too. It's too valuable. Uh, here we go. So and, and JC, of course, knowing everything about JD, <laughs> would JD prefer to date a vegan? Or someone who hates sports. They have, you have to choose one. Definitely somebody who hates sports. Because I, I, I enjoy sports enough for the both of us. See, that's my excuse to my wife. Because anytime I, I yeah, anytime I try to explain her a vegan. sport, she's just sitting here going, you've explained this to me, but I still don't get it. And I'm just like my hands in my face, like trying to explain balls and strikes to my wife, like in baseball like i i have to matt i don't eat vegetables i know you don't and it's like, disgust how... honestly and it scares me because like i love vegetables like i absolutely love vegetables and jd they're disgusting and jd literally tells me his diet and i'm just like i'm a 10 year old I, I just it scares me like i have not i have <laughs> i want people to know i wake up in sweats thinking about what jd is eating at two o'clock in the morning okay like I'm happy. It's usually a tw- it's, it's like a twenty piece McNuggets with extra buffalo sauce. I'm having yeah. a tough time. Okay, guys. <laughs> All right. I had I had twenty boneless wings from Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday for lunch. Okay. Twenty. Okay, you can and a side of fries. You can have a bit. Okay, ignore the. If you just had the wings, you would have been fine. Um. And a side of fries. The final question coming from Dom. Uh, this is actually just aimed for yours truly. Uh, as a Red Bull fan. Do you still see Boo. DC as your biggest rival? Yes. The answer is always going to be yes. DC hate week is the, like when the calendar comes, like when the schedule but comes out and who keeps knocking you out of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Recently. Okay. Recently. <laughs> I'll, JD doesn't know the pain that has gone on between us and DC. I'm going to send him a documentary and I'm going to make him watch it. Just so he can be like, well, it, oh, oh. It's too, it's too bad both both DC and New York Red Bulls are sucking at the exact same time. Uh, one of those teams made the playoffs. One of them didn't. One, one of those teams barely made the playoffs. Hey, hey, barely still counts. <laughs> barely still counts. Uh, yeah, DC is like clear head, like head over shoulders, definitely still um, our biggest rival. Uh, City has unfortunately moved themselves into the second spot because, yeah. Um, JD's going to want me to put a number next to where the Philadelphia Union are. Uh, There are four teams in the USL who don't play in my league who are more of a rival (laughs) than Philly is to the Red Bull. Get the fuck out of here. There are teams. Bro, how many times do we need to knock you out of the playoffs? Just two more times? Seven. Because we'll we'll fucking do it. We'll we'll fucking do it. Here's the thing. So this is, JD, I will admit to you and everyone on the podcast can hear, when you eliminate us out of playoff either contention or out of the playoffs in their entirety, seven times in total. So (laughs) you only need five more. Seven. Then I will consider sitting down and having a civil conversation about how maybe we're rivals. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, we'll have a moder- We'll have a we'll have here. a moderator. We'll have someone sit there, and they will make sure that we keep it civil. No mean words are going to be said, and we can come to a many mean words will be said. <laughs> okay, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. 
All right, boys and girls, we've kept you. We've kept you long enough. Um, yeah. We had no. We had no issues. We had no technical yeah, issues. Well, knock on. We warned knock, about it, and we didn't have any. We had two. We had two before we started recording. Literally twice it happened. Li- That's why we said literally it. Literally, we're like doing our pre-pod chat, and like the internet just would not work, and we're just sitting here going, "Well, fuck." You know, it's always good when it happens right at the beginning. But yeah, we uh we made it, guys. We're about like it'll be in a minute, ten minute, eleven minute, like an hour and like eleven minutes in. So, uh, guys, um, good luck to your teams for this weekend. Uh, of course, we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, guys. Remember as well. Uh, give us a like, uh, a follow. Give us, give us, give us some love on the social medias. We're gonna give it right back. Uh, you guys are absolutely the best. Uh, we recently actually just got our Spotify numbers. So first of all, for anyone who, it doesn't matter if you're listening to us on Spotify or not. Um, we saw the numbers and we shared them on our social media and we saw the growth that we've had this past year. And JD and I, from the bottom of our hearts, 70 episodes, JD, 70 episodes, JD and I are speechless from the love and the listens and the comments and the shares and all and all this other stuff you guys have been absolutely phenomenal and it's been an absolute pleasure uh we have zero plans on stopping any point so we're hoping that 2022 brings us as much love as 2021 has so guys um we will see you guys over the weekend have fun be safe um pray for jd's diet um you know what it's fine no it's not jd it's not fine okay (laughs) be safe be well i love you i love you all i don't love jd's diet guys have a great weekend peace out